testing. Kind of caught me off guard this morning. I, I, I had no idea. But uh, I guess the Bible states so true when it say, "Be yet ready at all times." You know, so he saw the best in me when everyone else around me. They only saw the worst in me. I know I ain't the only one in here now. He saw the best in me. When everyone else around me, they only saw the worst in me. And here's the reason why. I, I like Marvin Henry. He say, I am his. And he is mine, and it doesn't matter what I did. He only sees me for who I am. Can I get a witness? <laughs> I am his, and he is mine, and it doesn't matter what I did. He only sees me for who I am. Lord, help me. He saw the best in me. When everyone else around me, they only saw the worst in me. God bless you. Praise God this morning. God, this is one beautiful day that you have made one more time, Father, and you didn't have to wake us up. And yes, Father, you have saw the best in us when others have not seen the best in us. Father, we just pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, underneath your voice and underneath your anointing father that you just touch the teacher father this morning father to lead the Sunday school message father I anoint him father from the top of his head father to the soles of his feet father that as the word comes forth father that let your voice be heard and your words be on fire up on this morning father bless those that is not here but bless those that will be coming in father in the name of Jesus, and we pray under your mighty name, and amen. Thank you, Brother Freddie. Thank you, Deacon James. God is so good to us, and um, I'm just going to have everyone, if you all could, turn to Isaiah, the 10th chapter, the 27th verse. I do have some keynote scriptures that's going to go along with that, but that is going to be our number one scripture that we're going to stand on today. Amen. And in uh, light of the coming out of the women on the wall, Minister Tracy hit us with a molly whopper yesterday. And her word was so profound because it's what we needed at the time. Um, and I'm, I'm learning that when God gives you a word, that it starts with you first before it goes to the people. Amen? Amen. And um, the greatest thing that I love about prophecy Prophecy is not meant to excite us, but is to move us forward into what God has called us to do. And if we're not moving forward in anything, 
then we are stagnated. Amen. So Isaiah 10th, the first uh, Isaiah, the 10th chapter and the first verse. And uh, this is during the time where God had called for the word of the Lord to be to be established in, in Israel. And but I want to deal with the 27th verse. <clears throat> Amen. He said, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And you have many commentaries after that where you've heard in NIV or you heard in other scriptures where the yoke shall be caused to be destroyed because of the anointing. And our keynote scripture is 1 Kings chapter number 8, verses 1. We're going to skip over there to there. Yes, sir. Glory to God. And that's uh, for, uh, First Kings chapter number 8, verses 1, sir. And this is the time where God had talked to Solomon concerning the building of the temple. And as, as, it, it, as we know that David had went off the scene and God had began to speak to Solomon, he gave him the vision, he gave him the plan, the blueprint. Uh, and so today's title of the message today is when worship causes you to build it. And I want you all to put in your mind phase two. Amen. Phase two. Now. What I like about God is that he has given our pastors, he's given us all a vision. But when we follow the visionary, God will get us to a place to understand how important vision is, how important movement is. And what I like about what God is doing with us, he is, he, he's stirring us up in our private life, in our work life, in our family. God is stirring us up so that we can be positioned for the vision. You cannot go into and walk into anything that God is positioning you to do without having first having a vision. Amen. Uh, with, with every great vision and every great vision, we have to cover the visionary. That is our pastors, our leaders. And so God is causing his people in this season that uh, Diggin James said something. He said a long time ago, he said, sometimes we got to get out of our emotions. We got to get out of ourselves. We allow situations and things and people to dictate what God is currently doing in our lives. And so when situations and, and, and things begin to dictate currently what God is doing in your life and through your life, when we allow that thing to happen, and we allow the situations that are going on, whether it's a loss of a job, whether it's a death in the family, or whether it's, it, it's something that's going on with, with, with sub, uh, one of our coworkers or one of our, one of our brothers or one of our sisters in Christ, and we allow that emotion or that present tense thing that takes place to get us off course and get us off our purpose, then we become distracted. We lose our head. And the man of God gave a word last week about 
when things are rough, when things are going on, don't lose your cool. Don't lose your, this is not the time to get off focus. And so God began to deal with me on Saturday morning. I woke up, Brother Freddie, at about four o'clock and the Lord began to deal with me. He said, I need you to worship me while it's time to build it. Because if you're going to have any great vision, you have to worship God during the process. I mean, before the brick is being put in the, in the stone, before the concrete hits the area, before anything takes place, we have got to worship God so that we can be postured for the vision. Amen. Great vision causes you to see when other people cannot see. Because if we look at each other and we look at our present situation, we look, well, you know what? Well, brother so-and-so, you know, brother so-and-so, sister, they just going through so much. And I, and I don't know how they're going to come out of this. I don't know how they're going to get. I don't know what God going to do in their life. But it looked real bad. <laughs> you know, we get nervous when we see the issues with other people. But when it comes to our own life, we try to hide it. Oh, come on here, somebody. We try to hide our scars. We try to hide our issues. We try to hide our, 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 our emotions. We try to hide it because we don't really want everybody to know what we're really going through. But I'm talking about under the sound of my voice and for the folks that are yet coming in, everyone in this place has been going through something privately. Amen. And the thing of it is, when you're going through something privately, the enemy's job is to get you so focused that you lose sight of what God is really doing. He's causing, maybe he calls you to lose your job so that you can pr get promoted to a better position. Maybe he caused some dissension. Maybe God allowed the, the dissension or the disagreement in your family to take place so that you can look at the bigger picture that we need to come together and do something. Amen. Everything is not always warfare. Everything is not always trouble. Everything is not always a fight. Sometimes God is positioning you and allowing certain things to take place in your life so that you can see the bigger picture. What are we missing when it comes to our vision? What are we missing when it comes to where God is positioning, whether it's in the church, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your private life? There is something that is missing, and only way you're going to find out the thing that is missing so that you can get your, your mind and your eyes back onto focus of the vision that he's giving you, you understand that maybe I just got to worship God just a little bit longer. I got to pray just a little bit longer. I've got to, I got to intercede just a little while longer because 20 minutes cannot fix what God is, what's going on in my life. One hour of power cannot fix what's going on in my life. I need to press in to see what God wants to do in my life. Amen. We got to press in y'all because it's real rough right now. <laughs> We've been attacked on every hand. It's real rough right now. And if you're going to do and move in the things of God in an orderly fashion, your vision and your, and your mindset has to be sharpened. Chapter 1 of, 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 of I'm sorry, chapter 8, 1 Kings verse 1. And then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes 
the chiefs of the fathers of the, of the children of Israel and to King Solomon in Jerusalem, and they begin to bring the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord. Hallelujah. And the city of David, which is Zion. So all the people were all gathered for the, the rededication of the temple. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto the King Solomon at the feast of the month of Ephium which is the seventh month. And the elders of Israel came and the priests took up the ark and brought up the ark of the Lord and the tabernacle of the congregation and the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle, those did that the Levites brought up. And King Solomon said unto the congregation of the Lord that were assembled unto him and were and were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen and could not be told nor number for the multitude. So it was so many people there. It was so many people there that was assembled together. In verse 6, he said, And the priests brought the ark of the Lord and, the, and to his place, and the oracle of the house to the most holy place, and even under the wings of the cherubims, and the cherubims spread forth their two wings over the place of the ark. The cherubims covered the ark and the staffs thereof, and drew out the staffs that the ends of the staff, and were out in the holy place before the oracle. And with not be, without being said, there were unto this day. Okay, we're going to skip all the way down because that's a lot of commentary. I'm going to go all the way down to verse 24. So if you just stay, stay with me, that would be great. Hallelujah. Actually, let's go to verse 23. And he said to the Lord God of Israel, There is no God like thee in heaven above or earth beneath who keepest covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee all with their heart. Verse 24, who has kept the servant David, my father, that, pro, that promisedest him that thou speaketh also with thy mouth and fulfill it with thy hand as of this day. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel, keep thy servant David, my father, and promise him, saying, there shall not fail thee thy man, my sight, that, to sit on the throne of Israel so that thy children take up their way that they walk before me and has walked unto me. And verse 26, he said, And now, O God of Israel, let thy word, I pray thee, be verified, meaning fulfillment, which thou hast speaking to thy father David. Verse 27, But God indeed dwell in the earth, behold, the heaven and the heavens, how much less this house that I have built. We're going to stop right there. So there was, a, there was a great assembly that took place. They were all getting ready. There was a curtains that was, took place. It was beautiful. It was nice. It was, everybody came together like we, like we had the grand open a couple years ago. Everybody was assembled together. Everybody came together. It was beautiful. And then the next thing you know, they, uh, Solomon stopped the whole thing. And he said, we need to give praise unto God. We need to give praise unto God because of what he's already doing. So the fulfillment of the vision of what God showed his father Watch this. The fulfillment of what God showed his father came to pass through him. Amen, somebody. Amen. Stay focused. Hallelujah. Bless you all that's coming in. Good morning. God put the blueprint in David. 
Glory to God. But Solomon fulfilled the vision. Watch this, y'all. There are some things that God has put into us. And, and you know, a lot of people don't like this prophecy, Brother Jane. But there is so much that he has put into us that we probably may not even see it come to pass. Your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren may get to fulfill what God has already established in you because he has a covenant in you. The covenant was made with David, but Solomon was able to fulfill the vision. Now, there's some commentaries where they say, well, there was so much blood on David's hands that God would not allow him to build him a house. There's so many people that say that, but I believe that God could have fulfilled the vision through David, through his time, through his era. But because of David and his fallacies and his insecurities and the things that was going on with him, God said, I'm going to let you go off the scene and send the, the providing of this vision through your son. There are some prophecies, hear me out when I'm telling you. And I'm not saying everything that God has spoken to you, that ain't going to come to pass. I didn't say that. I'm just saying there are some things where the intensity is so great. The multitude of it is so powerful. The greatness of it is so wonderful that it may not just come through you. Come on here, somebody. God has positioned so much in us and so much even in me that I probably won't even see it. Amen, somebody. Even if you live to 100 years old, my grandmother went off the scene at 79 years old, and the stuff that she was yet praying for is coming to pass right now, Brother James. She has, she has, she's seeing it, but she ain't seeing it. Okay? David saw it, but he didn't see it. But there's a scripture where there, there was a, there was a he, he, he was sick unto death, and his son Absalom was smelling himself. Come on, let's talk. Oh, I'm supposed to have this. You got, he went up there. He got the king's robe on. Y'all know the story. You know how we do now. <laughs> People who have not paid a price for an inheritance, they want to take ownership. There are people that are, that are basing their lives on your prayers, your supplication, your communion, your anointing oil, but they have not paid a price, Brother James, for what you carry. And won't pay the price. Won't pay the price. And so because of who God anointed, this is the apple of God's eye he loved, God strengthened him. He told us, get my robe on. Get myself together. And he set some things in order before he left out of here. There are some things that God will, listen, when the fulfillment of a real vision comes to pass and you know that your life depends on it, God will have you set some things in order. Oh, I feel this thing today. There are some things that if we don't be careful that, Oh, God. Mm. We're going to allow somebody to take our inheritance. 
If we don't set some things in order, and I'm talking about delivering, set some things, say, this go to Pookie, but this don't go to Pookie. This go to Bebe, but that don't go to Bebe. This go to Junior, but that, listen, everybody, if they have not paid a price, Brother Freddie, and have not paid the ultimate price, it could be a million dollars, Brother Jane. Listen, I'm talking to people, and Mother, I'm going to let you say something real quick. But I'm talking to, I'm talking to, a, I talked to a millionaire on the phone. And the woman has so much money, she told me, I have more money than God. That's what she told me on the phone. Disrespect or audacity. And I said, well, ma'am, would you care, since you got so much money, that you're in a timeshare that if you are caught up in a timeshare where if you and your husband go off the scene or something happens to you or your children's children, do you know the timeshare has a, wrote a clause called a perpetuity clause, Brother Freddie, that if they get caught up in your finances and you have access to, do you know they can go after your boat, your house, your, they can go after everything. But she hung up the phone because she did not want to receive information. So I could have just saved somebody $100 million, but because of your mindset and your vision is so tunnel on what you got right now, she ain't expecting to get sick. Come on now. She probably ain't expected not to, not to wake up the next day because in her mindset, I got more money than God. But what people don't realize, when your tunnel vision is set on one thing, the enemy can blindside you on every hand and you will lose focus on what God is really trying to show you. Go ahead, Mother. As you were saying about the prophecy. All the Old Testament prophecies, prophets prophesied about Jesus. Mm -hmm. They prophesied about the New Testament, and none of them got to see it. Mm -hmm. They began to prophesy. And just because you have been called into, David had been called, and they were saying his hands was too bloody, but every time he went to war, he saw God. Yes. So God gave him permission. So that had nothing to do with what he did. What got David was Bathsheba. Come on now. Bathsheba. And you killed a man. You killed a husband. Come on now. So that's what got David. It wasn't a war because every time he did, he used to bring the ephod. And he began to ask God, shall we go up? Shall, do we take the city? Mm -hmm. Do we do this? And God said, go. Mm -hmm. So it had nothing to do with his hands being bloody. It had, he had his wife's blood, husband's blood on his hand. Mm -hmm. And when they gave the lineage, uh, the lineage of David, and they said his wife, he said, David, the one that married Uriah's wife. Come on now. I want you to know, yeah, you got forgiveness, but I still see that's Uriah's wife. That's right. You undermined this man and took his wife that's from right. him. And when David got to that point, see, you things you set in motion over here, mm -hmm. and you didn't got forgiveness yet, but you're going to have to pay a price that's over right. here. That's right. So down the line, after Absalom got up, he undermined his daddy. He stood outside the gate. He said, what, what is you going in to see the king for? And he began to tell him this, that, and other. And when he would come out, he would say, well, how did it go? Well, if it didn't go well for him, he said, yeah, if I'd have been the king, mm -hmm. I would have ruled in your favor. Undermined his father while you was doing stuff. Undermining. And a lot of times, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, yeah, he gave you the vision. Yeah. He gave you the vision. He gave you the prerequisites to do this. Mm -hmm. 
You're going to fulfill the vision, but you're going to come out here. You're not going to get to see it. Mm -hmm. Moses got to fooling around with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God called him. Mm -hmm. Got to fooling around with people mm -hmm. and made him curse and made him misrepresent God. He said, because you, it wasn't because he hit the rock. You made me look like I was a mean, angry God because you were mean and angry. Didn't mean I was mean and angry. He said, I'm going to take you up and let you see it, but you ain't going nowhere. Amen. Let's 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 deal because this is real good. Is this good, y'all? This is real good so far. Let's deal with Isaiah chapter number ten because First Kings eight one, chapter eight, verses one through twenty four is our baseline scripture. But the reason why I put Isaiah ten twenty seven on the board is because I want to. We don't really understand how strong a yoke can be. We really don't understand how strong a yoke, and I believe, I believe that when God was speaking to Israel concerning the yoke being broken off their neck is because of the fulfillment of prophecy. He had to fulfill the prophecy through them, but he had to put a clause in there that in order to, for this prophecy to be fulfilled, I can wait this thing out and allow you to see it, but if you don't get this thing broken off your neck, you ain't going to see it. And there's a lot of people that are in great places, great entrepreneurs. I ain't going to talk about our president, so we're gonna just going to talk about billion-dollar companies. I don't even want to bring him into this. We're going to just talk about billion-dollar companies. We got, we got billion-dollar companies where acquisitions were made, Brother Freddie, of the billions of dollars. I, listen, AT&T, when they purchased DirecTV and all the acquisitions involved, we're looking at over $12 billion, y'all. I know that because I worked for them for over a year. The $12 billion acquisition, same thing with Facebook. Facebook per purchased Instagram. That was over half a billion dollar acquisition, 500 million. These billion dollar acquisitions take place because you had a visionary that was sitting in the room with the people with the money. Anytime God is giving you something great to build, nevertheless, it's great. But if you don't have the proper mindset and the right people in the room, don't expect it to come fulfilled. Because million dollar acquisitions happen because boss moves are made behind the scenes. Now I'm trying, I, I, I'm going to keep it 100 today. So if a little St. Louis come out, bro, Jane, just pray. Okay? We got to keep it 100. If God gave me a vision for a radio station, the first black radio station in Springfield, do you think I'm going to go in there with somebody that only have $500,000 in their bank account? Not so. A lot of us, we have great vision, and, 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 and the title today is When You Worship, When Worship Causes You to Build It. Because even though David had, was a man after God's own heart, and prophecy had to be fulfilled for the temple to be brought, to be built up. There was, God loved David. He was a worshiper. He was a man after, he worshiped God, talked to God morning, noon, night. He played the Psalms. He wrote the Psalms. Hallelujah. He had connection with, 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 with plan. And Saul's demons that was in Saul were shaken, trembled because he played. He was the great, he was just the lover and the fighter. But when you have great giftings, and you don't use it in the right place or the right area, the enemy can steal your anointing. 
Oh, come on. I'm just talking to me. Maybe I'm just talking to me this morning. And so that's the reason why we've got to get the yoke destroyed off of us so that when God does send a billionaire and when God does send a millionaire or when God that somebody does not inherit or get the idea or the blueprint of what he's going to deliver, somebody does not inherit, but we get to see it. It stays in your bloodline. It stays in your bloodline because we, you know, oh, God, let me deal with this. Mm. Yeah, a lot of saints that they still stuck on generational curses. Oh, my God. There's alcoholism in my family. Oh, Lord. There's this going on in my family. But when you said yes to God, the generational curse came subject unto the blood when you said yes. So how is there a generational curse running rampant when I said yes to God? Because he said, I'm going to bless you beyond the fourth and the fifth generation. Your generations are going to be blessed because you said yes. So a lot of us, when we say about having great vision, and, 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 and those of y'all that just coming in, I was saying earlier, mother, that for every great visionary, you need people to back your vision. For every great visionary, Poppy, you need somebody not only to financially supply it, but to move you into it. Because a lot of us are speaking kingdom, but you know that God has a wealthy kingdom. God has a wealthy kingdom. And so we're so looking for the world. Oh, well, the wealth of the wicked is later for the just. But we never go outside the door to the world to talk to them about what our vision is. There's so many scary believers. We're so scary. And I might rub somebody's shoulders later on, you know, or rub them the wrong way, but it's all right. <laughs> Sometimes we're so secure until we're almost insecure. Oh, well, I, don't, I got this thing that God showed me, but I got it so bowed up, I don't want nobody else to see it. But he gave you the vision. So if you don't tell the right people and get it, listen, I have a, I have a, a, a friend of mine right now, and I talked to her. Back in 2016, we were conversating back and forth. <laughs> Powerful woman of God, Evangelist McKnight. Powerful woman of God. Co-authored a book with her. We both co-authored a book together. Powerful woman of God. But one day, I called Sister McKnight and I said, woman of God, God said you need to get your ministry established. That means get a 501c3, get all this stuff established. Get, do what you need to do because she was on Facebook. you know, And it was good. Created a logo for it, created some flyers for it. Made a long story short, y'all. Two years later, right here, right now, she gave me a call the other day. She says, Tonka, I got people on Facebook have created seven profiles with my name, my pictures, my logo, and trying to get people that spoke in my previous conference to come and do their conference. Do you know when you're not properly established, and this ain't no shade to her, I'm talking about any one of us that God has given us great vision. When you are not properly established, properly insured, properly cut, do you know that that leaves a foothold for the enemy to come in and steal what God has given you? Now, I'm just saying, this is what God gave me, y'all, so y'all just stay with me on this plane, okay? Because we're going to land here in a minute. 
There are things that God has given you in private that are so great and so profound that there is a timing to keep it concealed. But when the manifestation of it comes to pass and you start to walk in it, get the right things in place so that when stuff do come, because shady people out there and they in the church too, get your contracts, get your business plan, get your whatever it is, your 501, what, your insurance, whatever it is, because I am talking to millionaires in here right now. I'm talking to future entrepreneurs. I'm talking to people that God is giving you something. So he ain't just, he did not just send me in here for a word and I'm just talking to the air. God is secretly designed in the spirit. Those people that are sitting right here to receive this right now. Amen. Amen. And if we're going to influence the world with the kingdom, because mother, let me tell y'all something. I'm going to tell you how good God is. Pastor, in the beginning of the year, started talking about kingdom, kingdom, kingdom for six weeks. I was there because I was recording it. Snow, rain, sleet, mother was still talking about the kingdom. For six weeks straight, we were talking about kingdom, 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 kingdom. With access to the kingdom of God and the revelation that he has given us, don't you know that the blueprint has to be in place in order to build something that he's already given you so that the kingdom can be released into the earth? Now, on my smartest day, I couldn't come up with that. That was Jesus, y'all. Money, woo, oh, this is another one. People say, money is coming to me now. <gasps> woo! What you write on paper? What did you write on paper? Habakkuk said, write the vision and make it plain. What did you write on paper? We spend more time on Facebook on what brother so-and-so said and sister so-and-so. We spend more time on the telephone, not the telephone, but the telephone about what somebody heard, you heard someone say. But we never get in the guidelines of the vision. In order for Solomon to fulfill the prophecy that God showed his father, it was on paper. And you cannot influence the earth realm without having something on paper. Amen, somebody. associate pastors at another church and God had already given us the vision he said write it down we were evangelizing and I was loving it but he began to tell us everything you see in here we didn't go looking for it it was already at our house or in the store it was already in here we didn't we didn't go looking for nothing we were just waiting on the building he said, get your insurance. So we had over $2 million worth of insurance on a church that we hadn't yet got. That's faith. That's faith. Then he said, get another clause in case someone, uh, sexual misconduct or someone accused one of the ministers or offended. So we got a million dollars worth of that on all of y'all. We didn't have no ministers other than him and myself. You understand? Then he said, make the vision plain, write it down. When we got in here, I knew where everything was supposed to be. We didn't go looking for nothing. I knew where everything, where everything was supposed to be sitting. 
And we, we, all, we, all I did was waited on God told me to go where to pick it up and bring it home. These chairs that you sitting in, we paid $5 a piece for each one of these chairs. And these two right here, we got it absolutely free. You understand? And so he said, make the vision so the people can see it. He said, here's what you give them. You give them a notebook. Give them a pen. Give them a pencil. Give them a highlighter. Then you give them a vision of what I have showed you and put it in a frame so that they can see it. So that they can see it. And as you go through this phase, you will pay for it, debt-free, and then you'll go to the next phase. Yes. So the vision is there. So I'm wondering how many people took that at home. So then he told us, he said, every sickness, every disease, he gave me the design. He said, here's a skeleton with every scripture on what's supposed to be. Write it down so when you are sick or you something. People took that home, put it in their back, whatever they did with it. Ain't nobody reading because you're in the prayer line all the time. So I know you ain't reading it. I know you ain't reading it. For every bone, every muscle, every tissue, he has well laid out the blueprint for it. I already know what next phase out here is going to look like. I'm just waiting on him. And, and what, what Minister Tonka said, how people will attach themselves to us. About three weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago, I get a call. And I told, we got a grant, and we included you all. Papa and I went to the meeting. Did I go to the meeting? Anyway, the grant money is there, and you can do all of this. So when I submit it, all you have to do is tell us what you want to do, and we give you the money. I was like, wait a minute. If you got the grant, and the grant is, well, how much we got? I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Okay. So when I submitted it, when... Uh, what was this program was out? It was some movie out, and, and the, kid, the youth group wanted to go see it. I can't think of The Lion King, the musical. Oh, no, you can't do that. Okay, then give me a list of what I can do. People will attach themselves to you because of what you carry in the spirit, and your name carries weight when other people say, they say, okay, we got Pastor so-and-so and so-and-so here. -so -and -so. Oh, then it must be okay if they are over there. You understand? So I said, well, I don't think we're going to be right because what you're talking about doing, we're already doing that at our church. We already have that. We already established that. But you can have this money, and they'll dangle money in your face. And lot, people will do a lot of things for money. But if it's not lining up with the word of God, you might want to walk away from it. You were going to sell for 25000 He might have $250,000 billion for you. And I... And I Anybody else? Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. I wasn't going to say anything. I was trying to stay humble. But you know what? When you got a prophetic word that is being brought into the Sunday school, God will put something in you. Well, I'm not going to say no names, but I talked to two people up on last night, and it, but Fedic into the word this morning. And I just said something about, I don't care about what I say on Facebook. I just care about what God tells me to read before I go to bed at night. I just care about what, how God have me to pray for myself and my family before I leave out that door. Because the prophetic word of David, whenever God I put his hands up on him to be the prayer warrior, and the worshiper, 
that's the same thing what God has put within us to do the same thing. And we can say so much on, on, on all the social media, but when God speaks within us, in our bones, then we have to listen to his word. Amen. So I want you, if y'all have a pen and paper, I want you to write, or if you can write it in your Bible, write down phase two, okay? I'm going to get in trouble with this later on, but I'm just being obedient with God. My assignment, now that I know 12 years later, just write phase two in your Bible or in your notebook. My assignment is to back up the visionaries. Amen, somebody. Because... In order for us to move into something different, we got to change our mindset. Brother James dealt with the emotions last week. But now we're dealing with your vision this week and the next week. We're dealing with how you see stuff. Because if we don't start seeing ourselves blessed, and I heard Brother James said, he said, I saw myself in a place. You saw yourself in a place where God was going to use you. And you said, God, if I can get to that place, I'm going to be blessed. But God put your wife in your life to see it way before you did. We got to have a covering, y'all. <laughs> we got to have a covering because people are wanting things to happen because they have great insight and great eyesight but they don't have the right people to push them into hindsight that was Jesus y'all that was not Tonka we got to start seeing ourselves blessed you got to start seeing yourself prospering prospering in all things where's the, where's the faith declaration I'm prospering and excelling in all things. So be it in my life when you say amen. It's a done deal. When you excel and prosper, your relationship's going to excel and prosper. If I'm an apostle, I should not be begging on Facebook. I ain't got to sell you no $100 bottle of oil because when God called me to build it, it's a done deal. God calls you to build something that your bank account cannot even handle it. He's calling someone else to fund what God's God told you to do. And until we get in the mindset and the posture that ain't about you. Ain't about you. Because if he had made it about you, you would have been had it by now. <laughs> I could take my seat right now. If it was about us, he would have given it to us already. Ain't about you. Ain't about what you can do. And people are doing monkey tricks in the church. They are doing monkey tricks in the church. They, we're doing circus pranks and gimmicks. 
Let me tell you, the most dangerous office folk are playing with right now is the prophetic. That's a quick way for you to drop dead. Because when you start playing, you tell me, well, God ain't kill nobody. God ain't kill nobody, but sin kills. And when you playing monkey tricks with the prophetic, $50 line, $75 line, $100 handkerchief, $200 bottles of oil. Have we lost our mind? Because if God gave you the vision on paper, you ain't got to sell a doggone thing. Walk in it. Walk in it with two dollars in my pocket. I'm gonna walk in it with a dime in my pocket because when I tithe, God gave it to me in the spirit. I, oh, wait a minute, this Sunday school, I can't preach like that, bro. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I didn't lost it. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Oh, Jesus, because we play games, y'all. We play games with the prophetic. We play games with God's money. And we say, well, you know, I worked nine to five and I did that. But God gave you that job to work nine to five. And gave you the strength to work it. So if he gave you the strength to work it and you are tithing, you ain't got to play monkey tricks with the prophetic. You ain't got to play games on Facebook. You ain't got to get in here and talk about, well, drop your cash out. Let me get your PayPal. You do this, do that. No, baby. When you operating in what the fullness of the Godhead, bodily, you ain't got to play games with God's anointing. This word is for somebody and me right now. Because as God get to elevating you, sometimes we smell ourselves, y'all. Come can, can I be real today? Can, can I be real today? Y'all should have said amen. When God start elevating us, we start thinking we got it all together. That's a quick way to go fall. Pride comes before a great, a great fall. And God don't like a haughty spirit either. Let's, let's, let's go back to, ooh, Jesus, hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 10th chapter, glory be to God, verse 27. Because we're going to deal with this yoke, hallelujah. We're going to deal with the yoke. And then I'm going to get you over to Zechariah, and then we're going to shut this puppy down. Amen, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God was dealing with the children of Israel because every time they would get up, they would turn back. Every time they get up, they would turn back. Every time, and Poppy, my favorite, what he said, he said, when the people started worshiping idol gods, they would start worshiping Baal, Astaroth. Do you know that God, he said, as long as my people turn their face towards the temple, as long as they, if I put a, enough good nothing and do nothing in their spirit, don't you know when you get yourself postured, things will come? God began to deal with Israel and said, listen, he told the prophet Isaiah, listen, get yourself together because I'm releasing a remnant into the earth realm. But you got to be ready so this yoke can be broken off of you. The vision will not come to pass without the yoke being broken, destroyed. 
Because we break stuff, we bring it back together. The woman of God talked about already. The woman looked back, and the thing that she was, God was delivering her from, she fell dead. She turned into a pillar of salt. How many times have we caused our vision? Watch this. The vision that we see or the vision that we have, we have got our minds so caught up on the vision that God gave us, but we don't realize that there are prerequisites for containing the vision. So when the prerequisite of the vision is not coming to pass, you don't need to check nobody else. You need to find out what's wrong with you. If your vision ain't coming to pass, find out what's wrong with you first. And then line yourself up. Amen, somebody. We talk about preventive medicine. Is this good? Hallelujah. Preventive medicine. You don't go to the doctor seeking anything to be wrong, but you're waiting and asking questions because you got symptoms to a problem you don't have an answer to. And you know, nothing makes me more worse than self-diagnosing themselves, Brother Jane. Going up here, you taking this person's pill, you taking that person. No, go take yourself to the doctor. Amen, somebody. Well, I think it's a cold. Wait a minute. I had an eye something going on with the eye. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm coughing up something green, but I don't know. Go to the doctor. Don't self-diagnose. <laughs> Preventive medicine. Self. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. When God calls us, he deals with you way before you write it on paper. The prophets will assign to release the word of the Lord. The prophet Isaiah in the book of the chapter number 10 was released to release the word of the Lord. He was released to release the word of the Lord. Watch that. He was released in his spirit to release the word of the Lord. And then when he was released to release the word of the Lord, God began to deal with Israel. God, when he sends a prophet or sends somebody who is genuinely hearing his voice, and God deals with the messenger way before the message comes. Write this down. What am I doing with what I saw? Because we see a lot, y'all. We see everything. I see a demon over there. I see a spirit over there. But what are you doing with what God showed you? Are you taking that thing to prayer? Are you taking that thing to your prayer closet? What are you doing with what God showed you? Number two. How much time do I have to put it on paper? Because the enemy is a thief, y'all. There's some stuff that God then gave me, y'all, and it was, whoo, I was out on my floor. Just in tongues. And got up and went in there and got me a piece of chicken, Brother Freddie, and did not write it down. And guess what? I can't remember what God gave me. How many times have God given you profound revelation and you shared it with somebody else, but you didn't write it down, and then next thing you know, they up there preaching it? I mean on television, y'all. <laughs> when you won't do nothing with the vision God gave you, he will give it to somebody else that will use it. God, I feel the Holy Ghost up in here. Hey, thank you, Jesus.
When you do something what God has showed you, when you do something, when you write it down, don't you know that you, the clarity of it, it may not look like what it's supposed to be because it's on paper. That, that don't mean that it's not coming to pass. The messenger has to have something to run with. Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and praise God. Come on and praise God. Come on and praise God. Hallelujah. Come on and praise God. God is doing something in this house already. He's opening your eyes up. Hallelujah. He's opening up our eyes up. Come on. Don't pedicate God. Give God praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is stirring up some stuff. God is showing you some stuff. God is moving some things out of the way. Like my grandmother said, he's taking the cobwebs out of your eyes. It's time to see something different. Take another look. You know how many people stayed in today? I could sleep it off. I worked a long week. But let me tell y'all something. When the enemy's after you tooth and nail financially, in your health, in your mind, in your spirit, after your family, you ain't got time to take no coffee break. <laughs> Baby, the coffee break is over. Because when you have are the prophet or the messenger that is sent to your own family, you ain't got time to take a break. I'm on high alert. My vision is on the line. Somebody, y'all, come on. We prophesying in here. You need to point yourself say, my vision is on the line. The thing that God gave me is so profound. I can't explain it to somebody else. It's like taking a college degree, trying to explain to somebody with a third, a third grade education. Unless you get to their level and pull them up where you are, they're not going to understand what God told you. They don't understand it. I posted on Facebook by faith. Ain't even my conference, my mother conference. I said, next year she's going to have 200 women in her conference. Ain't even my conference. Because, see, when you're trying to get your own vision uh, uh, together, watch this, y'all. You get behind somebody else and you push theirs, you push it, you push it in the spirit, you prophesy over it, you labor in prayer over it. Enough of this selfish, hoppy agape where it's my for no more. The devil is a lie. I got to cover your stuff in prayer like it's my own. I got to cover your child in prayer like it's my own. I got to cover your church in prayer like it's my own. Hey, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we mess up, y'all. God bless you, Sister Warren. Hallelujah. We mess up a lot. We mess up a lot, y'all. Because we, 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 we become tunnel vision. You know, there was a, there's a my godmother, her, her, she had a, a, a cousin. Talking about Herbert Winfrey. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, the last years of his life, 
he had this thing called calluses that build up on his eye, you know, and they, you know, they told him, they said, well, you got calluses, you got glaucoma, you got all this stuff, so they talking about, we're going to do some alternative medicine, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but the doctor said, we got to come in here and do surgery in order for you to see well. Because he allowed diabetes and, and, and poor circulation and problem with his kidneys type 2. It just, it just ate away his vision. So when he did the corrective surgery, he was like, man. He, he went in there. He said, Elsa, I didn't say, I've been doing this job because he used to work on houses. He used to do stuff in the house, paint. You know, you need a window put in. He'll put it in for it. He's a handyman. You know, you just, anything he's good at. He's an electrician. But... He was making mistakes because he wasn't seeing. He had that tunnel vision. He only saw what was in front, but he never saw his peripheral. He never saw what was around him. Sometimes we got to get in the spiritual surgery. We got to get in God's surgery. We got to get in the, in, in, the, in the surgery room and let God correct our vision because there's some calluses. There's some things that's put around our eye where we don't see the manifestation of what he's really trying to do. Hallelujah. So as he dealt with Israel, the prophet did, he dealt with the yoke that was around their neck. Let's go to Zechariah, the uh, fourth chapter. Hallelujah. And if y'all, right while we're turning, if you got any comments, now will be a good time because we're getting ready to worship here in a minute. I'm going to grab some worship. Hallelujah. Because I really feel God stirring up somebody in their spirit. Hallelujah. I feel God stirring us up. God is stirring us up. He's, he's trying to get us to see something that we've never saw before. See, we're always looking for a miracle, but when God puts a real miracle in front of us, we don't even know how to say thank you for the miracle he already given us. Sometimes we, God is, God is giving you the answer and the ingredient to what your problem. Don't you know we've been preaching for the last 12 years, everything you need is in the house? And when you go outside and you're looking for something, the devil will send you a counterfeit every time. got a guy at my job he sell the Gucci bags the Pucci bags and he said Tonka don't tell nobody I said why I said is the merchandise hot he said no the merchandise ain't hot it ain't real it's got Gucci on it It look like Gucci it smell like Gucci but it ain't the real thing that oh God there's some counterfeits out here y'all and if we don't deal and ask God to correct, well, we got the, uh, the, we're totally oblivious of when the real things show up. Totally oblivious. God's doing corrective surgery today. He did preventive, he did preventive medicine earlier, but now God's getting ready to do surgery. God's going to have us to see something. God's going to start having us waking up at 5 and 6 and start praying for your pastor. Listen, start praying for your visionary. Start praying. Listen, you say you see a demon all in your household. You seeing demons on your job. You seeing spirits in your family. Do you know why? Because a lot of times the enemy is trying to send something to stop your vision to the point where where you're not praying for the real thing. We ain't praying for the real thing. No, we ain't. You praying for Pastor Parsley's vision. He get on there and say, I need a $29 seed. To stay on TV. Right here on Breakthrough. Come on here, y'all. And they send it. $100 prayer shawl. The woman of God, she throwing that. Prayer shawls everywhere, y'all. 
send me $100 to support the network because we got to stay on. Really? Come on here, y'all. In this season, don't let God catch you supporting another man's vision more than you support the one that's feeding you in the house. That's like me going to my mother's house. Come on here, y'all. Eating up all her chicken, her fried chicken, her potato salad, and leaving her with nothing in the refrigerator. Something right with that. I'm taken, taken, taken. And there was a word that was prophesied here back in 2014. You can't keep coming to the table and not put something on there. What's wrong? What's wrong? Why is all, oh my God, I'm in warfare. You ain't warfare because you ain't bringing nothing. Did I say that, Lord? You in warfare because you ain't brought nothing. You ain't produced anything. And the enemy has been stealing and robbing from the people of God because we have not covered our best gift. Covered your best gift. Covered that thing in prayer. Covered that thing in nurturing and securing in prayer because you understand there's weight behind my prophecy. There's anointing behind my prophecy. The thing that God gave me was so profound that I got a covered in prayer. I got a covered in, in supplication. I got a covered in worship. But I got to get behind someone else that mine will be successful. Somebody ought to praise God for that. Facebook, Instagram is successful because of Facebook. Because Facebook saw something on Instagram, was willing to pay for it. YouTube is now owned by Google. Google saw something in YouTube that was worth paying for. When you get behind someone else in prayer, when you get behind your pastor, your deacon, your, your every leader in here, when you begin to get behind somebody in prayer, watch God back up your vision. Watch God get in the face of the enemy and say, Ted, let my people go. Let my sister go. Let my daughter go. Let my brother go because they are behind someone else in prayer. They're behind someone else in the spirit. Ain't no curse on my household. The devil is a lie. Ain't no curse over my body. This temple belongs to the Holy Ghost. And when you supply, when you push, this man is faithful. You faithful to prayer. You faithful to Tuesday night prayer. Wife sick. A sister sick. Mother sick. And he's faithful to prayer. Tell me, God, but God's calling me to the nation. He ain't calling you nowhere until you can sow at home. Charity begins at home. And then spread abroad. God called me. God called me. Where did he call you to? Who sent you? Who sent you? Did you send yourself? I don't care if the flyer's good. I don't care if you got a Facebook website. Who sent you? Go ahead, bro. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Who sent you? Who sent you? Who sent you? Did you send yourself? Did you put yourself on TV because you got connections? Did you put yourself on Facebook because you had a password and a username? Because everybody preach on Facebook now. Everybody's a preacher. <laughs> Everybody's a prophet now. But who is your covering? Who did God call you to cover your gift? Because if you give me the grace, greatest prophet in the world, but if you ain't got somebody that you submitted under, all you're doing is making noise. Oh, I said it. Thank you, Jesus. And if you was recording, I would go back to the camera and say, y'all can call me. Here's my number. Because you got to be bold in this season. Because these devils, they, don't, they, they, they play game. They play game. We play games with the prophetic, play games with the, with the mindset of the people. And when people are manipulating the mindset of the people, it's hard to get a good word in there. Got a girl now that's so messed up because of what church folk did. Not the sinner, the church folk. Because you want to pimp God's gift. Hallelujah. Amen. Something ain't right. Zechariah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the virtue of God, because I am sweating up here like a, whoo, Jesus. Mm. Zechariah, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to read this, and then we're going to get comments, and then we're going to worship to everybody else get here, I guess. I don't know what God, what he, what he going to do. I know, we, I know I feel an anointing of worship in here hallelujah and i ain't gonna play up here because you know what let me let me tell y'all something real quick before we go to zachariah because i feel this so strong you know we, we it's good what we do it's good let me take y'all out let me put me in there okay let me put me in the equation i'm good at what i do but at the same time you gotta learn how to get yours in you gotta get your own worship in you can't wait to listen. You can't wait till you get to church to get your worship in. You can't wait till you get, you know, to, to the conference to get your worship. You got to get your thing in all week long. Five minutes, ten minutes. And if ten minutes don't do you, go a whole hour. But get what you need to get from God by yourself. Because we are missing so much that God has to offer. Because we're busy all of the time. Busy bodies everywhere, here and everywhere. My vision's coming to pass, but I got to worship until you give me something else. Your vision is coming to pass, but while you're waiting on it for it to come to pass, you got to keep worshiping. And folk love to shout, one, two, three, they love to run, dance, but you, find, you rarely find somebody to get down on the floor and give God, like the Mother Stack said, a good gully washing. You worshiping God. You in the floor crying, snot, tears. You worshiping God. You ain't, you ain't got no process of how you going to get through the next week, but you worshiping God because you know he got an answer. In his presence, I got an answer. There's fullness of joy in his presence. There's another realm out here. There's another level out here, Brother James. And if you stuck in the old and stuck on what happened and when it happened, you'll never get your vision in the mindset again. 
We got to forgive ourselves, y'all. We got to forgive other people and let them go. It's like carrying somebody around. You're carrying a sack of bones with you. That per oh, God, Jesus. You're carrying, you're carrying a weight of someone else with you when you won't forgive them and let it go. We're going to talk about that next week. That's a whole other message. That's a whole other message. Unforgiveness hinders vision. That's a whole other message. We're going to deal with that next week. But Zechariah, the fourth chapter, verse 1, he said, And the angel of the Lord talked with me again, came to me again, and woke me up as a man that was waking out of his sleep, and said unto me, What seest thou? Let me tell y'all something. Whoo, Jesus. What seest thou? God, what am I looking at? What are we looking at, y'all? You know why pornography is running rampant in the church? Oh, I said it. You know why, folk, they so caught, because the enemy is showing you a reflection of something that is out of your control. Do you know that people are messed up in their mind because they can't see right? And when is the last time we ask God, what are you showing me? You sure told me to do it, God, but what are you showing me for real? What sayest thou, Lord? What are you saying? What is the conclusion of the whole matter? Hallelujah. What seest thou? And he said, I have looked and behold a candlestick of gold with a bowl on top of it and seven lamps thereon with and the seven pipes to the seven lamps which are on top thereof and the olive trees above it, one upon the right side of the bowl and the other one on the left side thereof and so I answered and spoke to the angel that talked to me saying what are these my lord and then the angel of the lord with answered me and said unto me knowest thou what these be and I said no lord verse 6 then he answered and spoke unto me saying this is the word of the lord concerning Zerubbabel saying, not by thine own might, not by thy own power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Woo, Jesus. You can't do this thing by yourself. If God gave somebody in here a million dollar idea, you can't do this thing by yourself. God gave, mother said it years ago, said God gave me so much money, gave me so much uh, vision that I, I need, I don't have enough millionaires that I know of that I can think of to provide for it. That's how big your vision, that's how big her vision is. How big is your vision? How big is your vision? If God brought Michael Zuckerberg in here, or whatever his name is, over Facebook, that's a billion. If God brought Oprah in here and set her on this front row, what, what, what would you say to her? Where's my plan at? 
That's the reason why I put a blueprint on the board, if y'all see that blueprint up there. Because I want, I, want, I want everybody to go home this week. This y'all homework. This y'all homework. Y'all ready for this? Your homework this week is to get a brand new, go to the dollar store, buy you a brand new notebook like I did yesterday, and write some things down that you know what God gave you 10 years, 15, 20 years, but rewrite that thing down in the spirit. Because there's an anointing that's been releasing right now. Lift up your hands, right? There's an anointing that's being released right now in the atmosphere. God is increasing your vision. God is increasing your drive. God is increasing your capacity to handle what he showed you. I need capacity to handle it. I need capacity to see what God is showing me. I need capacity to contain the weight of what God is showing me. I need. God, God, God had an apostle tell me on the prayer line this week. She said, man of God, she said in your private life, and y'all know where I'm going with this. She said, there's been a distraction there. He said, and God's getting to put an put a end to that distraction for a season so that he can get you focused on what he has called you to do in your father's house. Oh, y'all. Amen. Prophet, bless you. Amen. Let me tell y'all. There's the woman of God told me, Brother James, she said, there's a distraction that's been in your life. But there's a correction that God is trying to do to fine tune what he's getting to do in your life. And he's got to remove the distraction. I don't care how fine the distraction is. I don't care how beautiful the distraction is. Can I keep it real? We family. Until we get corrective vision and stop allowing what the woman of God said last week. We allow people and other people to dictate. And tell us, why are we consulting somebody else when God already gave it to you on paper? He already gave your vision on paper. Why are you talking to somebody else on what God showed you? What God told you at 5 a.m. prayer. Why are you consulting your family about it? The homework, Minister V, woman of God, prophet, get you a notebook, a new notebook. Oh, well, praise the Lord. Help is in the house. Hallelujah. God is stirring up the vision. Yes, sir. Go ahead and pass it out to everybody. Because I want y'all to write. Y'all homework this week. It's time to write about it. Let's write about it. Let's write about it. Because the enemy is after your vision. The enemy is after your purpose. The enemy is after your, I mean, have a new note. But get you a new pen. Because when, when, when he gives it to you this time, you are not going to consult anybody else about it. You ain't going to talk to somebody else about it. You ain't going to get advice from someone else about it. When God gives it to you this time. You gonna run with it? Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. Praise the Lord, saints. Yes, sir. I, I I almost stepped out of my character today by not getting up saying nothing. <laughs> we all know the dick always got something to say, but it was so good. I was just. Just, just marinating in the word of God. It, it's been good here this morning. But the spirit has brought something to my attention. This is a message that the prophet 
Habakkuk received from the Lord in a vision. The Spirit just brought this scripture to my attention, Tom. And then it reads, I will climb up into my watchtower now and wait and see what the Lord will say to me and how he will answer my complaints. Then the Lord said to me, watch out here. He said to me, write the answer in large and clear letters on a tablet so that a runner can read it and tell everyone else. Now, now, now here we go. Here we go. But these things I, I plan won't happen right away. Habakkuk said, the Lord said to him, Pop, they won't happen right away. He, he said, he say, but slowly, steadily, and surely, he said, surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, here's what Rebecca said, wait patiently. If, 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 if it don't seem like it's going to happen, wait patiently. For it will surely take place. Jesus. It will not be delayed. Hallelujah. The spirit brought that. Yes, sir. Stay right there. Hallelujah. That's over in Habakkuk. Yes, sir. Two down to four. And, and you know, we, we've been talking about the vision. Yes, sir. And I want to leave the saints with this here. God will not make it bigger. He will not stretch things out what you see. Come on now. You're helping us. If you don't expect it. That's the word I was looking for. God, thank you, Holy Ghost. He will not bring it to pass if you don't expect it. Oh my God. Yes, sir. This thing good. Yes, sir. Tonka said it. He's if you can't see it, if you can't see yourself in Jesus. You know, I, I'm gonna sit down, Tonka. I, I, this your this this you today. But I'm gonna sit down. But I gotta say this. Yes, sir. Because I'm cooling off. Go ahead. I, I, I gotta say this, Pop. Because you brought it up. I seen myself when I was in my mess Come on now. here today. Uh -huh. yeah. I seen myself doing the work for God when I was in my mess. But I had to be like the prophet Habakkuk. I had to wait patiently. I had to know within myself, Sister Joy, that it will surely come to pass because I expected to come out of that mess. You, he, he will not make it big. If you don't expect it. You got to expect. And see yourself. Papa almost seen myself in heaven one time. But I had just enough sense. Mother knew I got to walk this thing out. I, I ain't going straight into heaven. Now. 
You got to live right. You got to act right. You got to pray right. You got to tithe right. You got to be right. I had just enough sense to know that. When I see my guys, hold up. Wait a minute. Gate the dice. Uh-uh. I got to do this thing. I got to walk this thing out. You ain't automatically going in the head because you can see yourself there. Don't y'all get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. It's a work to do here. A prepared place for prepared people. He told me, he said, boy, he said, one day, when you bow down before me, he said, boy, here's one of the main questions I'm going to ask you. I want y'all, here's one of the main, did you help anybody besides yourself? <laughs> 